You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The horses are on the track. Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Yes, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. It is great to have you all with us. I'm Alyssa Smith, your co-host, joined by the very lovely Sam herself. Sam, it is great to see you. Now that Christmas is done and dusted, happy new year as well. Happy 2023. Isn't it unbelievable? It always seems to go so fast. You think the start of the year, you know... Christmas has been and gone in the blink of an eye. Um, racing's getting, you know, pretty heated up at this time of the year. And, yeah, New Year's resolutions, all that kind of thing. Fresh beginnings for some people. Um, it's always an exciting time. It is an exciting time indeed. Hey, you spoke about New Year's resolutions. You've had some time to reflect on 2022. What's yeah. your New Year's resolution heading into this year? Well, I think it's pretty, well, I don't want to say it's too exciting for me. It's just to keep improving as a rider and, you know, um, just live each day as it comes. I think it's pretty stock standard, but yeah, yeah basic stuff. Keep it simple. Very nice. One step in front of the other. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey. Uh, later on, we'll be talking. We'll be talking horse racing for the next half an hour. But we'll have a very special guest on the show. Someone you know quite well, and everyone else would know about him as well. Yeah, he's a he's very, very, very well-renowned yeah. uh, trainer in Tony Gollan. So we'll be catching up with him because he's got a few exciting races. Uh, coming up this weekend and next weekend, especially with the Magic Millions. In the meantime, though, Sam, I want to talk to you because you've had a bit of a break over the festive period. Yes. How are you faring coming back into riding this weekend? Are you oh, ready to go? Yeah, definitely ready to go. It's been a bit of a case of cabin fever over the last little bit. Like the break has done me very well. Um, it was fantastic to see some family and friends and things like that. And like you say, regroup, enjoy a little bit of the festive season, but I'm ready to get back into it now. Um, the little break always... Uh, for me, always makes me that little bit hungry. You know, you've had a freshen up, mind's fresh, body's fresh, um, ready to attack the new year. But it's always a good time for a bit of reflection. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate that I was able to spend a bit of time, you know, with my family and things like that. Not everyone has that luxury. So, like I said, it was fantastic, but I'm ready to get back into it. <laughs> we, love some it. we love it. Hey, <laughs> about that as well, racing doesn't stop over Christmas and no. New Year's, and it's very rare for you to have time off, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very busy time for everyone. Most people would say it's not a good time of year to, to be taking time off. It's obviously very busy, but oh, it's just one of those things that you've got to weigh up, um, you know, work and, um, you know, your mental side, you know, mental health side of things too, Uh how much you put in and how much you get out. Um, but it's been great to have the time off. Uh, I don't think I'll be having Christmas off in any um, in the near future, that's for sure. It was sort of a once-off. So Very well deserved. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, speaking about racing this weekend, where can we see you? Yeah, so obviously I'm just newly back into it, being mm. um, off the back of a bit of a break. So I've got a couple of rides tonight. Uh, Friday night at the Sunshine Coast, uh, and then I've got a ride or two at Ipswich on Saturday. I didn't get any rides at the big meet, but I'll be watching, um, you know, with great interest to see what's happening there. And then at the Gold, uh, sorry, Sunshine Coast again on Sunday. 
Amazing, amazing. Well, we'll all be keeping a close eye on how you go this weekend. Welcome yeah. back as well. <laughs> One man who has a very busy weekend uh, at the Gold Coast is superstar trainer Tony Gollan. Let's bring him in. Tony, hello to you. Hi, guys. How are you? Well, thank you. How are you after Christmas and the new year? I'm good. All refreshed, ready to go. Uh, we haven't had much of a break, but um, we have plenty going on, plenty busy and looking forward to getting our teeth into this Gold Coast Carnival now in Magibine Sales. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely massive, isn't it? You talk about how you, you, you've been really quite busy over the festive period. Do you get any break at all being a trainer? No, we don't really. It's, the festive season is really smack bang in the middle of our summer carnival and it's all a very important time leading into to what is the grand final, I guess, which is this weekend and next weekend down here at the Gold Coast. So we're head down, bum up, um, <laughs> but it's all, it's all very enjoyable stuff and it's more enjoyable if we can win one of these feature races down here. Yeah, no risk for the wicked, right, Tony? <laughs> That's correct, Sam. I've obviously been quite wicked in my previous life. That oh, makes things interesting. But you're obviously busy at the moment. You say it's leading up to sales time and and things like that. You, how do you manage juggling? Obviously, early mornings, busy mornings as a trainer, as such, and then you've got to sort of throw in the mix. You know, look into your, you know, fill your stable up with some new horses coming through. You've obviously got plenty of owners looking to buy and reinvest, which is exciting for you. But how do you manage to juggle your time? you know, while you're down at the sales as well as training? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, obviously, a lot of people help you. You need a lot of help. I've got a terrific bloodstock agent in John Foote. He's been doing this uh, for longer than I've been training, buying horses. So he's very experienced and he does all the groundwork for me, really. And I just get to get there and get the, the second look and final list of the horses that, that he thinks we might, we might want to purchase. So I, I basically cheat a little bit at the sales. <laughs> I haven't got to get there and look at them all. He, he does all the hard work for me and then we... Then we comprise our list and we go out to our clients and, and do what we do there. And, and obviously at the stables, as you know, Sam, with our team, we're a big team of horses, so we've got a big team of people behind them. And I'm greatly assisted by our office staff. And, and then out on the ground by all our my assistant trainer and my foreman, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they, they all make my life a hell of a lot easier. Without any one of them, my life would be a lot tougher. So at the moment, we've got a really good team around us. And it shows in the results and the quality horses we can get in the door. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Tony, for the average punter, how does it work when it comes to sales? Do you get told with, you know, how, how far in advance are you told what horses are coming up and their background? Do you go and meet with their owners? How does it work? With sales, like a sale like this is a yearling sale. So all these horses are untried. They're all unbroken. Um, we get a list sent out to us from Magic Means. It goes online and we get books sent out, which catalogs the, uh, the horses that are catalogued for the sale. So I think in this sale here, there's oh, the excess of 1,000 horses. So then you have time then to be able to get around and look at them. And our agent, John, he goes down to Scone, like most of the agents do now, and they go through the farm and look at a lot of the horses down there. So it saves a lot of time when you get to the Gold Coast here. So we'll, we'll start comprising a list of horses that we may want to buy, some that we may not want, we thousand, may not like. So, a 1,000 horses are a lot of horses to go through. Yeah, there is. It's a, it's a busy time frame. You can't get them all physically done here within the time frame they're, on, they're at the uh, sale yard. So you've got to go and do a lot of work away from the Gold Coast to get all your lists ready. And then hopefully this final week is all the, you know, the finishing touches, you know, culminating your list on the, trying to sort out the haves from the have-nots really. That's basically what you do in this last bit. And then when you purchase, you put them out there to your client base and, and hopefully we've got a lot of interest already, expressions of interest put out from our client base. Then we send those horses out and then they, they take what they want to take in them. Yeah, I think it's fair to say too, you know, you're, 
a very successful trainer and, and that kind of thing obviously makes it a little bit easier and, you know, having your clients, you know, you don't have to market yourself. Your, your results speak for themselves anyway. But how often do you get um, people that are with you, obviously um, existing owners and then have new owners come in? Like um, it's a lot of syndicators and things now. Do you get more of that? coming on or a lot of them repeat get, owners? We kind of get a lot of everything, Sam, to be honest. We get syndicators approach us and want to obviously give us yearlings to train, etc. And then we also still do a lot of buying of our own and, and put our clients in. It's sort of how I grew grew my business over the time I've been in Brisbane and even before that in Toowoomba, we're always buying yearlings and looking to get either our clients or our clients to bring friends in and try and expand our business that way. So it's always been a, a part of ours. We start doing things for our, for our clients probably end of November, we start putting the owners' functions on, and just different things, just to get everyone a little bit fired up. I guess it's the festive season, as we spoke of earlier. Yeah, yeah. We, everyone doing, you know, we sort of like to celebrate the year we've had with our clients, and also get everyone a little bit fired up for the sales season, which begins here at the Gold Coast. So we do a lot of work with our own owners to get them ready and, and just see where their level of appetite is to reinvest. And then also we're putting ourselves out on our socials and all the other sort of things we do now to, to keep our business relevant. Yeah, well, I think that's probably fair to say too. Like you want, um, you know, you obviously your owners that are already there, you want to keep them interested and then invite new people in. Like you never know where the next best horse is coming from, as I know as a rider and obviously you know very well as a trainer. So, you know, you've got the sales, you've got the races coming up. What can you sort of tell us about your runners on Saturday? Obviously, you'd like to, a couple of winners on Saturday would obviously be fantastic. So your runners it's Saturday. It's good to be getting winners. <laughs> it's always good to be getting winners around sale time, Sam. That's absolutely right. I mean, it's, it, you don't want to be having a dry spell leading into the sales, that's for sure. And certainly you want to make sure you're cheering them out. No better time this Saturday right before that sale kicks off. Yeah. It's a good meeting this weekend. With the Wave meeting is only relatively new. It's expanded over the last three or four years with prize money and different races added on, etc. in the Wave. So we're able to win the inaugural running of the Wave and hopefully we can do the same again Saturday. Yeah, that was with a man to match, wasn't it? Was that a day after yeah, your was. son was born? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it was. He just turned three the other day. So Amazing. It was actually. At least, at yeah, least you'd remember his birthday, wouldn't you? You wouldn't forget that one? I do, yeah. 3rd of January. <laughs> it's, it's, hard, it's hard to forget. He's only seven days before my own, so it's pretty easy to Oh, there you go. His. That's very handy, very handy indeed. So that means your birthday's coming up uh, next week. It is. Hopefully I get a few presents on Saturday. Oh, well, 21 again. Yeah, so wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be a nice <laughs> birthday present if you took out the Magic Millions? This weekend, oh, the wave, and then the Magic Next week, Millions. Yeah, this weekend and the Magic Millions, that'd be ideal. Amazing. That'd be ideal. Hey, tell us about Ashgrove, because you, you part own that, right, with your sister Zoe? Yeah, we do. We um we purchased him as a as a, as a yearling here at, at the Gold Coast. He's a lovely done deal horse. We kept him as a cult for a while. The group that had him then, when we decided to geld him, they decided to part ways with him and sold him online. And then we, we purchased him back with stable clients. A few of the clients stayed in him, so it's a different ownership group. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Amanda Match, actually. He's very similar to the horse that won the inaugural wave. He's sort of never really been shied away from good competition. He hadn't won for a while until he won at Eagle Farm the other day, even though that was down in grade as opposed to this race. That confidence booster off that midweek win, I, I think we'll see the benefit of that on Saturday. So he, like, he reminds me a lot of Amanda Match. He's always been in good grade, and I think he's thereabouts on the weekend. Yeah, it's probably actually a fair summation. You get horses, you know, sometimes a confidence does in the world of good. Like, they don't know if they're running in a Saturday race or a Wednesday race themselves, you know. But you can get them to a Saturday race, you know, you know, 
what's the word? It's like when you're sort of slowly picking off some weaker company and their confidence is up and then you can run them in that sort of race and they might not be there yet, but because their confidence is high, you know what I mean? They run out of their skin and it just gives them more and more confidence. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Well, they're a herd animal, you know, and they like, they know just to hang around in the mumps of the herd. They, they, don't, they don't tend to want to have that drive to get past them. And I think, I think to see him win the other day was terrific for him. This has always been his target race of the summer. When we put him out after the winter and we changed ownership groups, it was always about getting ready for the wave. I always felt he profiled well for this race. And I was always really keen to pick off a low-grade benchmark race to get us in it, to get the confidence up. And that's what we're able to do. And God give us strength now on Saturday's preparation. For <laughs> God, God, give us, God give us all strength. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's not really much you haven't ticked off, you know, your your CV is in terms of training. But is there something over the past 12 months, looking back on 2022, I know it's a bit of a generic question, but is there something that stood out to you that might not be um, as obvious to people that, you know, as a you know a big success, it might be whether it's something personal or maybe, you know, you get a horse, like you said, that's, been with someone else or it's been um under another ownership and you know you get a win or a big result with that like so what is really what is 2022 you know what's been the standout for you whether it hasn't been something major from from last year or yeah this year, no no la- last year last year yeah i'm not sure it's a tricky tricky question last year was a funny year i think we for me personally as a, as a trainer um had to learn a lot of different things last year you're always learning with horses and training et cetera et cetera i felt that i had to learn a lot of different things how horses could cope under that really wet environment we had in the first half of the year i don't think yeah. i've trained in an environment like that before where we were missing so much of our of our base training regime which would be jump outs you know trials et cetera et cetera and, and having certain tracks to work on so i had to learn a little bit a different way to prepare my horses and get them fit and I think I struggle with that a little bit and I think I come out the other side of it towards the end of that wet period so I think 2022 for me was a, was a we learn every year as, as you know Sam with horses but I certainly learned a lot at the start of that year and I think that held me in really good stead for the back end of the year we've, we've started this season this racing season which is the, the back end of 2022 off really really well I think that's in conjunction with a lot of the stuff I learned in the first half of the year just just different ways to different ways to the skin of cats, I might say. You know, I found a different way to do it, and I think it worked out well for me. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, what's your goal, so to speak? That's a real generic term, but is there something you? <laughs> is there a race you really want to win this year? Looking ahead. Yeah, yeah, there is. I, I've always wanted to win the Stradbroke. I know it's not Australia's, you know, biggest yeah. race, but you know, I'm a country Queenslander and pretty patriarchal, you know, to the to the Maroon. So it's our, it's our best race. I've always wanted to win it. I've run second in it twice uh, and just haven't been able to, to get to get the job done. So it, it's probably the race race for me. Um, I'd really love to win. And I, lo- I love the fact that Eagle Farm's back now, getting back towards the track that we wanted. So yeah. it's been quite frustrating. Um, I think Sam would know from riding on it, it's, it's yeah. had a lot of conjecture even in the last few years. But now it really seems to be the right heading towards the right sort of beast that we want. And that sort of gives me that great heart now to really want to win that Stradbroke again. So it's the race for me. Um, hopefully I'll get it before my my career winds up. It's, it's a bit of a bug there. You've still got a bit of time, don't you? <laughs> Heaps of time. You'll be training. I hope, so. I hope I've got a bit of time to go. Yes. But they're, they're hard to win, Stradbroke. He's only yeah. turning 21 in a week's time, so he's got plenty of time. I don't know what he's talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be on a six or four favourite next week. <laughs> <laughs> Brownie points. Brownie points. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll play. 
flattery will get you everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Tony, before you get to the Stradbroke, though, you do have to have this weekend uh, to contend with. This weekend, uh, as we spoke about, Ashgrove is the favourite. You've got Ryan Maloney on the back of him. So, yeah, you know, how well do they those two gel? Oh, they gel pretty good because one's as, as cool as a cucumber. He, he wouldn't care what he's riding in Ryan. He's so relaxed to wake him up and get him out there. And that's <laughs> yeah, gross. Yeah. He's a little done deal. He's a bit of a hothead. You know, he can want to overdo things. So Ryan's the right man for the job for that horse. He's, he's such a relaxed dude and he knows him well and he was able to get him relaxed on an awfully slow speed at Eagle Farm the other day and he sprinted so well off that. So I think he's the right man for the job. He can make sure he runs that trip out beautifully, which, which I'm fully expecting he will do. Beautiful. Um, perfect. All the very best. All the very best. I hope you are... Uh... You know, have a fantastic weekend and um, the sales treat you well. Don't overexert yourself. And have a fantastic birthday. <laughs> Best of luck this weekend. We'll be keeping all eyes on Ashgrove and all of your other runners as well, Tony. Thanks, girls. It's been great talking to you. <laughs> been great to speak with you too. Tony Gollan there speaking, uh, the superstar trainer. He does have several runners this Saturday we'll He's be keeping an eye on. Busy man. Yes, and his birthday next week. A oh, very man. happy birthday. How exciting. What a way to kick off this year, hey? Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, another year older nor another year younger. It depends which way you're going. I think I might start counting backwards. <laughs> Glass <laughs> half full or half yeah. empty. <laughs> hey, stick with us here on the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. We'll have the latest in racing Queensland news coming up for you. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. You can visit racingqueensland.com.au. The horses are on the track. Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track. Yes, welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett, where Sam and I are bringing you the latest in racing Queensland news. Sam, just before we crack on with what we can expect across the weekend, just to recap, where can we see you? All right, tonight, Sunshine Coast, there are a couple there, races one and two. Got one ride at Ipswich, and I've got about four rides on Sunday at the sunny coast. So getting right back into it. Amazing, yes. amazing. Later on today, riding racing is uh, continues. I should say, Mackay and Sunshine Coast, as you mentioned, and then Saturday tomorrow, Aquas Park on the Gold Coast. This one is on the Queensland Summer Racing Carnival schedule, as we spoke to Tony Gollan earlier about his. Uh, runner in the wave called Ashgrove with Ryan Maloney on the back there. Our racing continues Saturday out at Ipswich and Townsville in the country. It's at Bell on Sunday. It is the Sunshine Coast where Sam, you will be. And just quickly, what have you got for us? What stood out for you in Queensland news? Oh, I think it's pretty um, important we touch on the winner, obviously, of the King of the Mountain last weekend at Toowoomba. It's a fantastic opportunity there up um, at the top of the hill, uh, won by the local trainers, um, Maddie and uh, Tony Sears, uh, fantastic for them. Ben Thompson, as we know so well, he's such a fantastic jock. I think yeah. he went for two rides and both of them won, so fantastic fantastic for them. Um, so I think it's a race that's only going to get more and more popular as the years go on, so good for them. Absolutely fantastic for them, and it's great to see you back here as well. It's good after to be back. Break. It's <laughs> nice to have you back. And as mentioned, we were speaking to Tony Gollan earlier with his favourites. Uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on yes, Ashgrove tomorrow to see if Ryan Maloney can ride him home yeah. as a winner. All the best to him, and all the best to you, Sam. Thank you, and everyone listening as well.
Well, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. You can visit racingqueensland.com.au. Happy racing.